Hello, everybody. It's Mariner. Can you see me? I've had a terrible week. You can tell, can't you? This is what happens when you when you pick Aspilaqueta and it doesn't start, right? You turn like this. I, I, I think I've aged, what, a thousand years? I'm not quite sure. Anyway, welcome to Net.Hall. I hope you're all all right. Happy Halloween to you. Um, Gabe is on his holidays, so there's no philosophy. Well, it's hardly surprising because I'm dressed as a werewolf. Um, I wouldn't do it justice anyway. There's no alchemist either. But there is, and there's no matchups. But anyway, what we do have is we have a couple of guests this week. So I'd better bring these boys in. We have Surya from All About FPL, and we have FPL underscore Sonaldo, Andy, all the way from Seoul. How are you doing, my friends? Yeah, I'm good, Chris. Finally, glad to be back. I think it's been four or five weeks since I was last there on it at all. And it's good to have Andy as well, because uh, Andy has been one of the nicest people on the community around and it's good to have uh be here with both of you so it's going to be a fun chat uh, for the next uh, one and a half hours at least we hope so yeah yeah chris yeah. thank you for having me on no uh, no you're welcome my friend have yeah yeah it's a pleasure and uh, uh very very happy to meet uh surya and uh i'm very excited to chat fpl with all the haulers out there today well, we, we hear you a lot on spaces, so we thought we'd better see your face rather than uh, just, just listen to you. So, first of all, sorry, how was your weekend? I I think from an FPL perspective, it was good. Uh, I captained uh, Mo Salah uh, and got my first 100-digit haul. So, I think my season was a bit bad, but okay, it's looking to be pushing from now on. So, it's, it's finally climbing up. Uh, yeah, so one out five points. FPL wise, it was good, but other than that, it was a disaster. So I'm not. Yeah, yeah. About please that. explain why it was a disaster. <laughs> so I was a Man United fan watching the game with a couple of Liverpool and Man City fans, and also following cricket. So <laughs> that pretty much sums up how bad it was, how miserable it was. Yeah. It wasn't very. Really, no, I mean, it was a. Yeah. How can we put this? Um, I don't think it was a, a great Saturday for you, right? Yeah, uh, but but then the uh, the saving grace was at least I didn't captain uh, Harvitz, so that that's that's how I would summarize my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Was that my ex-wife? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh dear, I'm, I'm getting terribly bad here. Anyway, right, let's crack on. So what we're going to do today? We're going to look at fixture difficulty. We're going to look at uh, the new uh, net XG. We're going to have a look at some predictions. I'm going to have a look at the captaincy as well, but that's not going to take very long. We've got six questions in on MP4 as well. So I'm looking forward to it. So let's crack on. So first things first, let's put the slides up. So I, can, I can't see what I'm doing here. This is the problem. Right. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's put this one. What's happening? Right. Okay. Anyway, so just for the podcasters, I am actually dressed as a werewolf tonight. Well, I've certainly got a werewolf mask on. So if you're wondering what's going on, then uh, you'll probably explain why I'm all going wrong already. So before we crack on, just a few announcements. Um, we're at 1,500 subs, so Nima's going to have to dress as Ali D on Monday for the Halloween uh, compass show. That'll be hilarious. Um, we are 500 away from another donation to the Heart Fund. Uh, and don't forget to give this a like and a subscribe down there and obviously hit the bell for notifications and if you are on listening to us on podcast do give us a five star um review on apple i think that's the only place where you can anyway right also what's this oh yeah it's the mini league fg1xnb okay it's still open you can still join 
Although I don't think we've got much chance of winning because I think the person who's leading it's 20 in the world. <laughs> so, okay. So I don't think Calder winning Matt Wheelan's book, FPL Obsessed, or a, 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 a shirt from Shirt Loot Box, or equally a subscription from Fantasy Football Fix, but they're the prizes. Okay, guys, uh, I'm going to lose a mask for a while because it's a bit bloody warm. And <laughs> <laughs> the comments are going wild. They want you to take it off, uh, Mary. Oh, man, I am going to put it back on again in a few minutes. Um, right, the engine room. So what we'll do, first things first, just to, um, it's a while since you guys have been on, of course, uh, Surya, but Andy, what we're going to do for a start is we're going to actually look how we did last week uh, with our predictions. So let's quickly rattle through them. Well... Mr. M or Bamboo or whatever else what I call him. What's the other word? What's the other word? Woodworkio is my is my new name for him. Well, he didn't hit the. I don't think did he hit the post this week because he didn't play for long. He went off at half time. Did he actually have a chance this week? I didn't watch. I was too busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was too busy watching the cricket. <laughs> he definitely could have scored this this game. Could he? All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he went off at half time with his flag, so we failed with that one. And it's a bit of a common, it's a bit of a common theme. Flags this week, boys, isn't it? Because I've got more flags than the opening ceremony for the Olympics on my team. I don't know about you. Um, let's keep going. Predicted matchups: two and a half points, uh, two and a half goals. Chelsea, yes. <laughs> oh dear, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to refrain from playing my witch for those poor devils who captain Havertz. I actually feel quite sorry. Um, it was, I'm sure, the right call. Do you agree? On yeah, I think it was the right call. I think there isn't no... You shouldn't beat yourself for captaining Howitz because the points was there. I think it's unfortunate that he didn't hold yet. Yeah, absolutely. But it was hardly... It was fairly obvious. I mean, there were 53% chance of two and a half goals or more. The fact is, I think, maybe Mason Mount scored all his points for the entire season. I'm not quite sure. In one week. Um, just a question on that, Andy. Do you think... Is, is Mount a decent option going forwards, or is or do you think it's a bit of point chasing? Uh, I'm 50-50 on it. I, I I think there's better options. I would go with Foden, honestly. Um, so I, I I think Mount is a safe pick, but I don't think he's going to haul like he did last week. Yeah, I think it's steady, but he, he clearly wasn't this week. <laughs> it wasn't this week, just gone, was it? Um, obviously... Uh, Predicted clean sheet for Chelsea as well. Well, <laughs> again, that was fairly, I think, fairly obvious. 64% clean sheet. But this destroyed me as a as an Aspilicueta owner. As I say, that caused me to just turn the TV <laughs> on. I actually couldn't be bothered. I cleared off. Um, and I went into the I went into the bedroom and watched the cricket. I couldn't watch the game. I was that angry. But we got Reese James right, you know. Um, but two shell tennis. Uh Incoming, um, boys. In ten words, tell me who is the best option to bring in for Chelsea. I have Aspilicueta. I think I saw him hobbling down some steps on Twitter yesterday. I, I think the best option is Chilwell because he's been really good. I think Alonso has been playing in midweeks. I think it's a far indicator that Chilwell has nailed that uh, left back spot uh, for himself. So I think even I would prefer him over Rudiger. Uh, basically, Rudiger is, was supposed to be the nailed on option, but he's not that exciting. I don't see Chilwell losing his spot for some time. So I think if you have to replace Aspi, I think it's better uh, be it for Ben Chilwell. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, I think as for the Quetta, apparently I've got to do a werewolf howl. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh my God. Right. Anyway, next question. Manchester City, next thing. Manchester City clean sheet. Well, thank you very much, Edison. That's another reason to ruin my weekend, boys. I had double. Same here. Double City. Um, Andy, mm-hmm. can I justify two City defenders? Is this double up dead? Yeah, I think it's dead, actually. And I'll, I'll give you a very interesting perspective. Um, so uh, what you're seeing right now is this fake false nine with Foden. And usually Foden plays, you know, in a typical false nine, you have runners behind Foden. But Foden's playing highest up the pitch. And what you're actually seeing is the two uh, wingbacks in Cancelo and, uh, for example, Walker, um, you know, go fill the center spots up. And then the midfielders go wide and kind of help Foden out. So I actually think it's a more viable option to go with two uh, city attack, uh, city midfielders and one defender. Um, so I was mentioning the theory of abundance. And because City gets so many goals, three, four, five goals, I think it's really good to double up on the city attacking assets and just hope that your two assets will get the goals and, and assists. Mm. The theory of abundance, Surya. What about Pep Roulette? Dare we go for double city attack? I think the same case for Chelsea and Man City. I think it's we are better off having two defenders and probably a, an attacker because two attackers is pretty much too much to gauge the rotation of both Chelsea and Man City. And uh, I think Foden is good, but I think Foden is nailed. But one more attacker, including Foden, I think it's too much, I would say. Because uh, uh, the comments from Pep on Foden was very, very interesting. He said he, he can play anywhere on the pitch and uh, he's very much integral uh, to to his style of play so i think foden should be good but do you want do you really want a jack grillish or someone like kdb or uh hogging your other spot wherein you can have someone like son or maybe <laughs> someone like son or uh, there are quite a few other options as well so i don't think a double city attack is is needed uh, uh as it stands the same holds for chelsea as well like once lukaku's back i think uh the likes of Mount and how it should, should their output should reduce. And when you have a defender like Chilwell or James who can uh, give you attacking returns like a midfielder, you don't have to uh, worry about the, about a midfielder. Maybe. Yeah. There's been there's been some really interesting stuff uh, being said this week, various places. One of the ones things which stuck in my head was maybe we shouldn't worry too much about rotation because we just need we can spread the money and have a strong bench. Um, Maybe we need to think slightly differently this season. I'll come back to that later on because, obviously, I dare say there'll be questions about... Um, well, I know there's certainly one question about um, Chelsea City and Liverpool. So, <clears throat> we'll bring those back. Let's quickly move on, guys, and let's look at this week. And as always, we like to look at the fixture difficulty. And just to let you haulers know, just before I came on air, I recorded a VOD explaining all about fixture difficulty. So, it will be posted in the next day or two. Um, similar sort of content to what Gabe and I put out earlier in the week, or I think earlier today, actually. Um, but it's just me with about 25,000 takes, which I've got to edit. But anyway, um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, this week, top three attack at home, City 1.1, Liverpool 1.2, Chelsea 2, bottom three, Watford 5.3, Wolves 4.2 and Villa what 4 and getting horribly worse, according to our VAR which is variance, not uh, anything to do with toenail offsides. Um, 
With respect to defence, top three, City, improving even more at home. Brighton now turning a bit, hardly surprising. They just played City. Uh, And Chelsea are about the same. And the bottom three for defence at home, Watford are horrible, 5.8. Norwich are 5.7 and getting better. (laughs) So they must have been bad. And and Newcastle, 5.1. That's an interesting one for this week. Um, they could they could suffer this week. Um, sorry, I come to you first. Um, we're what nearly ten weeks in. Which sides have most impressed you with respect to uh, attack and defence? Which perhaps which who's caught you out? I think first, finally enough, uh, Chelsea and City out of the block because these are pretty obvious. Uh, uh, names, but Brighton, I think uh, they, they 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 did concede four goals, but then I really like the way they played because they gave City uh, a run for their money in the second half, especially they played really well. Uh, so Brighton attack, of course, there isn't much of an option, but uh, I keep saying people asking for Raya replacements. I think uh, Sanchez is still a very good option. I think I just if you have him, just have him uh, stick with him because uh, uh, he's most likely uh, to keep clean sheets in. Uh, when when they are against a decent oppositions, and if if in case they play oppositions like Liverpool, Man City, uh, I think he's more than capable enough to get uh, save points. I think he got four, he got two bonus last time, in spite of the fact that he he conceded late, uh, he conceded the fourth goal very late. So, I think Brighton pretty obvious. Um, Brentford, I think Brentford attack and as well as defense wise, they've been really good. I think uh, uh, I. Even now that Raya is injured, uh, they are more of a system team, more of a system defense. So I think his uh, his absence would impact the attack more rather than the defense. I would say because uh, his distribution is very essential. Because uh, Tony is the one who draws the uh, center backs towards him when, when the ball is uh, aerially given to him, and Mbomo makes the run. So I think Raya's impact will be more in terms of attack rather than defense. Uh, yeah, uh, these two are the teams. West Ham seems to slightly turn in terms of defence. Uh, I think Ben Johnson's coming in and I think uh, that uh, left side is fairly slightly stabilising for West Ham in terms of defence. But other than that, I think every other defence is leaking goals left, right and centre because you can't trust uh, uh, Wolves, you can't trust Everton, you can't trust uh, pretty much Spurs. I think the rest of it defensive-wise is gone. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I think I would let Andy do the attack part. Attack well, part. I was going to say, looking at this, you certainly can't trust Manchester United defence at home, can you? Minus 2.2. Uh, just looking in the comment. Is it 34 uh, games? Was this 34 games without a cleat? No, it can't, is it? Yeah, it's a very long period. That's bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I'm going to bring you in on the away side of things. Let's have a look at this. So, who's... Who's um, who's doing best away from them? Well, Liverpool have nearly broke the metric now. Mine, uh, mm. point two. They can't get much better. Um, you know, they're, and they're improving still uh, attack-wise. West Ham next two point two. So ridiculous. The, the Liverpool, are, I, I think, bordering on setting new standards. Um, I, I genuinely feel that um, Chelsea two point four in third, and they're getting worse. And at the bottom, uh, attack-wise. Uh, away, well, Norwich, then Arsenal. Right. <laughs> I, I need to get my witch. I need to get my witch out for Arsenal. Hang on, here we go. <laughs> um, right, here comes the witch again. Right, there we go. Arsenal four point five, much worse. Look, two point five. Uh, Brighton four point four, improving away from home, but they're still pretty poor. Um, defensively wise, boys, 
City, 2.1. Brentford, 2.4. Remember that number before Raya. Let's see what happens with that going forward. Um, Chelsea, 2.7 at the bottom. Burnley, 4.8. Norwich and Southampton, 4.8. Andy, um, Brentford have been mentioned. Uh, I know we're going to talk about Raya a little bit, um, but yeah, what's your general perspective on... I mean, Brentford, 2.4. They are... They've had an excellent start to the season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm I'm very bullish on the Embumo uh, and Tony double up. Um, I just re- read a stat on Twitter. Uh, I think it was I can't remember who it was, but uh, Brentford are top five in terms of big chances created and uh, shots in the box in in the last couple of game weeks. And with their fixtures turning uh, starting this game week. Uh, I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm very bullish on them doing really well. So I'm excited to double up on them and, and yeah, see how. I'm going to challenge you straight away. I just move back mm-hmm. to the home fixture difficulty. Look, look where Brentford are attack wise at home. They're fifth, two point six. Look at them away. They're about what fourteen. Yeah, interesting. Four point one. Mm. So Brentford away. This is by no means as as easy a fixture as I think people think it might be. And the difficulty here is the, the, the fact that the variance is only including this season and not last season, right? To be well, No, well, the variance takes it, well, for, for, uh, for Brentford, yes. Yeah. But bear in mind what we did with Brentford. We had to make a best guess where they started and okay. they smashed it out of the park. Okay. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the, the other two teams actually were pretty close to where we predicted them, uh, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. Um, who else can we just home in on here? Um, Wolves improving quite a lot. Um, West Ham as well. Everton. Obviously, mm. yeah, well, West Ham away, not so great now. They've, they've balanced out. But I would say Wolves away from home particularly um, look pretty good attack-wise. Um, so, yeah, so that's where we are with fixture difficulty. Let's quickly move on. Let's look at the long-range fixture difficulty by matchups now. So what we're doing again... It'll all be in the VOD to explain it for you guys. But but basically, when we compare one again, attack against defence, and then we look at the next three game weeks, who's at the top? Well, Liverpool. Surprise, surprise, 2.6 positive. That suggests they will score two and a half goals or more in all of the next fixtures. <coughs> Permacaps so a lot. Uh, uh, totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Chelsea second at two, City 1.9, and then Southampton at 1.3. That's an interesting one. Um, defensively, Brentford high 1.8, City 1.4, and Chelsea 0.9. Um, sorry, Southampton. Interesting that. They have a pretty good average matchup coming up uh, yeah. the next three, the next three weeks, but then it turns... So, uh, worse. yeah, I think next three looks long. very good. Yeah, next three looks very good for uh, someone like Broja. Uh, I think and Livermento too. I think you'll, you can if you have him just start him for the next three weeks, but then it turns pretty badly after that. Uh, yeah, so I think short term it's a good move to have both of them. I would say. What to do with Armstrong? Who's got arm? Who's got Armstrong? Hibo's got Armstrong. Um, what do we do with Armstrong? I think it's a definite sell because I, I have spoken with a few Southampton fans uh, and fan accounts as well. They're pretty sure that uh, uh, Raf is going for the 
informed player and there is no way back for uh, Armstrong until uh, Broja fails to perform really well and then that's when it's going to uh, swap. So it's going to be Redmond and Broja up top for now and Jay Adams and uh, Armstrong, one of them coming in a sub pretty early in the match. So uh, it's again who, pay, who plays best stays for long in the pitch as well. So I think it's if you hold, it's just sell. It's too much uh, to keep hold, holding Armstrong because uh, it's no use anyways. Yeah. It's just, you know, FPL, the gift that just keeps giving. You know, people who wildcarded a couple of weeks ago, he looked an excellent option, didn't he? It's so annoying. Anyway, I know a lot of people who did go that way, I'm afraid. Um, zonal matchups. Um, I'm going to come to you on this one, Andy, because I know you've got something you'd like to comment here. Um, let's first of all look down the left and... Uh, Manchester United have an extremely good matchup against Spurs. Five. Now, whether they're going to capitalise on that, are they going to come back swinging after, uh, you know, in complete embarrassment and shock after being destroyed last week, quite frankly? Who knows? I'll just mention the other two and then I'll bring you back to the United game, Andy. Arsenal also pretty good down the left and Chelsea, 4 and 3.7. But Andy, tell me about this five. It stood out to you straight away. Yeah, I'll try my best to explain. I, You know, obviously there's uh, external factors going on here and, uh, you know, the whole whole Ollie out situation, the spirit is down and United are in disarray. So, uh, stats are stats, but I, I found this 5.0 and 3.7 on the right and left zonal matchup against Spurs to be very, very interesting. And, um, you know, Nuno Ball is a very interesting defensive system where uh, he doesn't have, he doesn't allow Son and Lucas to go down the flanks and help Regulon and uh, what's his name, Royale. Instead, what you'll see is Son and Lucas will go central and crowd the middle area. Uh, and so what what he's doing is protecting or he's countering the counter. So Son on the defense, they're not helping the, the wing backs, but they're actually just crowding the mid midfield. So this was very apparent in like the very first game against City where they just completely clustered that middle area. And so City couldn't get through that middle uh, in the very first game. So uh, I see this as an opportunity for the uh, the wingers for Man United to get some goals against Spurs and uh, as soon as I saw that set, I was like, oh, wow, like, uh, you know, it's correlated in some ways. Mm. Yeah, so they're expected to have five chances per 90 coming from mm. that left side. That's what that number means. Um, okay, thanks. That's an interesting point, Matt. Um, um, center in the center, well, you know, um, stop the press, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> 4.6. When Arsenal, Chelsea, and Manchester United four point two. Arsenal away at Leicester. There's, we're going to come on to this in a few minutes, but there are murmurings of Aubameyang coming back into people's thoughts. You know, sure. four point two in game week ten and four point two average between ten and fifteen. Not such a bad shout, perhaps. I think yes. Uh, in fact, he's he's finally playing like the old Aubameyang after. After being bad the whole time under Arteta because he was wasted on the wings. Uh, he's definitely not the player on the wings uh, for sure. I think Nima would agree as well. Uh, so I think he's back in playing centrally and he's, he's, he's more of a confident player. In fact, I really liked him. I wrote him in the differences as well this week. So uh, I really expect big things out of uh, Abumayang at least for 10. 
uh, because Leicester defense is, is not that great this season. They're, they're nowhere uh, in terms of uh, when to keep a clean sheet. So, uh, it's it's going to be a high-scoring one, this one, definitely, to me. And the 10-15 to 15, uh, Delta 2 actually is very surprising. 4.2 is a very good number. Uh, I think the highest on the list as well. So, uh, it's it's a tempting it's a tempting move uh, because you have the likes of Vardy, uh, other than other than that, I think Ronaldo is dead. I think there is no Lukaku yet. So maybe if you're not convinced with Vardy, I think our man should do a decent option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, I'm going to come back to it because Arsenal away from home are a lot different to Arsenal at home. So I think, look, we'll, we'll I'll throw you another curveball later on. But seeing as though Nima's in here and we've just mentioned Arsenal, so. <laughs> Better of a bit of that just to just to brighten Nima's day up. Hope you're all right, my friend. Um, right, matchups for this week. Who's got the best matchup? City 3.1. Again, you know, once you're in the twos and above, right? We're getting to the we're getting well into the realms of two and a half goals or more. I'm trying to correlate what two and a half goals or more actually is or as a percentage based on the fixture difficulty. I hope to have some information soon. But we've got City 3.1, Chelsea 2.6, Southampton 2.3, and Liverpool fourth in 2.2, interestingly enough. Um, Defensive-wise, City 2.5, uh, Leicester 1.5. So there we go. All of a sudden, there's your theory gone blown straight out the water, Surya. Uh, <laughs> but look... Things can change, right? We know that Aubameyang is a he's, a, he's very much a confidence one. So once he starts, you know, you can never tell what's going to go. You know, and he, he missed that penalty. He could have had more. He could have had a lot more points, couldn't he? Yeah. And then defensively, here's one for you, uh, Andy. And we're going to come back to this, but Burnley 1.4 and Brentford 1.3. Um, both have positive matchups. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. Um you mentioned, I think you've already mentioned Tony. Mm-hmm. Can you now see how perhaps home and away might be a, a, a situation, maybe something we need to consider for, for Brentford this week? I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I am looking at Tony myself for Vardy, if indeed he's not fit, but I don't know whether he is or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if anybody can let me know what's going on with the press conferences, I'd like to know because uh, I've not seen them. Um, okay, so that's that. What we're going to do now is we're going to look at the net XG, which is what Gabe has started to. He did his, um, well, we did his VOD yesterday, recorded and released it today. And what I've done is I have now put it into home and away, which took me some doing, believe me. My brain melted trying to do this one. Um, so you've seen his announcement. So let's, we're going to have a look at it. But just to give you the, the um, how can I put it? Just to give you the uh, the idea of how it works. So similar to the other matchups, NetXG considers XG plus expected goals on target or post-shot XG against the corresponding defence of expected goals conceded and expected goals on target. And then finally, it takes into account the effect of the goalkeeper. So how does that do? And what we've found, I think, again, I've not got the statistics in front of me now, and I should remember it, but um, it's clearly a lot closer to the actual outcome of the game, which means that if we are using XG as a predictor 
or any form of fixture difficulty, it's going to mean that we're a bit closer to the mark. We're not going to get perhaps such this wide divergence, perhaps, between XG and the actual results. So let's look at this. Um, Manchester City at home, uh, net XG of 2.83. Hmm. So that's very strong. And that is much stronger than when you take away, than when you just look at it overall. Big difference. Southampton, 2.29. And Chelsea, 2.11. Liverpool, only 1.33. Does that concern us any, anything, sorry, any in any way, Surya? I, I mean, look, Mo's in the form of his life. I don't think we can put two... I, 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 yeah, I think I keep <laughs> it too much on this, uh, but I'm, I'm very interested to see that it likes the idea of Brighton. It, it does like the ideas of Brighton's defence, but we just know what just happened to Brighton's defence with a decent team, right? Yeah, I think yeah, I keep saying Brighton are a system team, and the data will be always there. But then the first ten minutes of that Man City game uh, gave me shocks actually because uh, Cancelo went nearly close to scoring, and then they were trying to played from the back against Man City. I was like, what are you even trying to do against against the Pep team? So, uh, that's the case. So, <laughs> uh, they will continue to do that and they will continue to let a few goals against big oppositions. But, but that spotter's philosophy, that's, that's actually brave because that's what got them back into the game in the second half. Uh, but I still feel uh, 1.33 shouldn't hold you back against captaining Mosala or be concerned one bit about uh, Liverpool's attack, uh, to be honest. Because... Uh, I see it, it's, a, it's back at home as well and Salah needs that contract badly. So, I think <laughs> he's, he's hungry for that new contract. I think he will keep smashing and uh, putting pressure on the board as well. So, that, that's one more way of, uh, uh, one more way of uh, putting things into fact. So, I, don't, I, I definitely see Liverpool scoring three at least, uh, Chris. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's an interesting concept, this. And we'll obviously have to see how it actually performs over a period of time. Um, but what, let's look at the other end of the spectrum. You know, who doesn't it like this week? Well, it doesn't like Newcastle at all against Chelsea. It suggests 0.42. And it hates Crystal Palace against Manchester City at 0.37. Um, we'll come on to the predictions in a minute. But, you know, Andy, you're just... I, I said I was going to throw you a curveball. Um, okay. I always, I always <laughs> like to throw guests, guests a curveball. Okay. Um, how much do you use statistics in your gameplay? Um, well, first of all, I, I do want to tell the the comment section and the haulers here uh, about how impressed I am with you, Mariner, because yesterday we had a short meeting about about today, and um, you showed me your spreadsheets and how much work you put into uh, formulating these uh, statistics. So really good on you, guy, uh, uh, Chris, and um, really want to give you a shout out for your hard work. Um, I was very mind boggled yesterday looking at these stats, and um, you know, shout out to Gabe as well for the net XG. I think it could be a game changer. Uh, I do take into consideration stats quite a bit, uh, but for me, a lot of it comes down to trying to hop on players at the right time with fixtures. Um, so a lot of it is a balance between eye test stats and um, kind of attacking the right fixtures and looking ahead. So what I mean by that is uh, I, I brought in Kane early and I'm kind of regretting it, uh, but 
you know, you just have to kind of stick through it, knowing that they're going to go through a very good run from 12 to 15. And I'm already thinking ahead of game week 15, where I'm going to want uh, either Cristiano or someone like Rashford. So it's always good to try to plan ahead and, and try to use the stats to your advantage in, in the short run. Well, if you look at that, if you're talking about wanting Manchester United players back game week 14, 15, you'll see a positive 1.7. Exactly. So, you know, from that side, the only thing is, though, is that the way I look at it is that uh, for now, they're a big What's one. going on, Sturia? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, carry on. That's all right. There's also something going on. Uh, no, it's, yeah, I'm smashing things. I've just broke the, I've just broke me, me microphone. Does it still work? Um, all right. Anyway, so that's that. Yeah, I'm just getting excited here. I need to put me, I need to put me werewolf mask back on, perhaps. Might be more useful. Uh, looking at the longer term, guys, I just want to just bring this in as well whilst we're talking about um, uh, NetXG. Longer term, City are very good. It's Again, it's hardly surprising. City 2.2, Chelsea 2, Liverpool 1.9. But Brentford 1.9, right, between 10 and 13. So there is a positive. Love it. And uh, Mr. Woodworkio. Um <laughs> And um, between 14 and 19, it stays the same. Liverpool, Chelsea, City, but United come back. So be interested to see how this develops. Um, but in any case, I think what we'll do now, let's get into these fixtures themselves for this week. Uh, and uh, I've asked you guys to do some predictions. So um, it'll be interesting to hear what you say. So make sure you do shout out your predictions for each one by the time I finish. Um, so first things first. Do you agree with me that Manchester City are going to score two and a half goals or more? Um, let's go through the numbers. Um, 51% chance, according to those in the know. I don't say the, the, that word, but you know what I mean. Um, matchup of 3.1. City are ranked first for attack at home, 1.1 against Palace, defensively ranked 16th at 4.2. Both teams are fairly static with form over time. Um, chances spread really evenly. But the net XG is super high. Um, are we happy with two and a half goals or more, boys? I think that's a certainty. <laughs> it's just yeah, which one. It's just who's going <laughs> to score, isn't it? Um, yeah. But but Palace is always trying to score a free goal. I think. Yeah. I, I still keep reminded of that Townsend goal a couple of seasons back. I think. No, that was, that was can we? Can I get a clean player. sheet? Sorry, sorry. Can I have a clean sheet this week for my two City yeah. players? No, I don't have one, so you don't get one. <laughs> well, there is another problem, and that is that the two players I've got are Diaz and Cancelo. And, of course, Cancelo <laughs> might be rested. You watch. You watch. I think he starts. It's nearly written in the bloody stars, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think Raj's right to point out that Bentekis, who's been pretty good over the last couple of weeks, have been monitoring the stats. Uh, he is, has been good. Uh, aerially as well, so maybe maybe a Benteke goal uh, could destroy your heart. <laughs> With all seriousness, Raj, if that happens, is it, is it <laughs> if that happens, what am I going to do? Oh my God! Well, there we go. That's better. Um, I, I don't know quite what I'll do if that if I lose that clean sheet and they both play. <laughs> Surya, can I ask you a question about this? Yeah, uh, yes, if, yes, if you're double double up on city defense, would you start Livermento over one of them? No, <laughs> no chance, right? No, no chance, actually. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think 
no you you have a city you play palace at home so there's always yeah. a chance for both attacking and defensive returns but uh, how it goes needs to be seen but yeah i think uh, no big of the gamble to leave so if you don't start the double up against palace i don't think you'll double up you'll start against uh, most of them so it's there's no point doubling up when you can't start uh, against uh, palace for sake I'm worried sick. I, I was uh, it, it lulled me into a sort of false sense of security with Aspilicueta last week. Harry, FBL tips. Don't worry, Chris. It'll be fine, Harry. For goodness sake, man. It killed me. Right, okay. Next one. Oh, by the way, what were the scores? What did you predict? Go ahead. I'm not predicting anything. I've just said two and a half goals or more. Come on. Yeah, I said 4-1 to I said 4-1 to City. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I'm going to go 3-0. No, no, I like you, Andy. You're, you're all right. You'll do. Right, okay. Cool. We've got the clean sheet here, so we're saying about the clean sheet now anyway, but 58% chance of a clean sheet, according to uh, those in the know. Yep. Uh, Palace look like they're going to have a long afternoon, as we said, with a, uh, <laughs> a net XG of 0.37. Uh, yeah, it's pretty low. I think it's. Uh, I think that's fair enough. Uh, right, okay, next game. Uh, Chelsea. I've predicted two and a half goals or more. Um, and 39% chance of it, apparently. Uh, the matchup's 2.7. Chelsea attack ranked third, 2.4 versus Newcastle ranked 18th defence at home, 5.1. But both teams look, look at that VAR, yeah. are red, which tells me that the form's not very good. Mm. So um, chances through the left and the centre for Chelsea against Newcastle. But a pretty high next year of 2.11. So, um, Andy, what's your perspective here? What's your views on this game? What, how do you think you can see it coming out? I, I, I think it's going to be another clean sheet. I, I think it's going to be, I don't think 2.5 plus, but maybe like a 2 0. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to answer Nima. Apparently, he's calling me out in the chat for complaining about Aspilicueta after I got disgusting points the week before on him. Hmm. <laughs> this is what Aspilicueta does to me, Nima. It changed. Look, it's caused me to... It's caused this. Look, look it's even affected my beard. Nima's going mad in the in the comment section right oh, now. He always does. He always does. <laughs> he's always crazy. Um, <laughs> um, what do you reckon score-wise? Guys? 2-0. Zero. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 2-0. 3-0. 2-0. 3-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 
he has a bigger say but i i don't think he's going to score against chelsea i think that that's my cut at least yeah mike it, it's a werewolf not a sea creature for crying out loud and don't anybody call it net the hall either <laughs> well, That'd be me. no yeah it will yeah i already bought you once <laughs> right liverpool uh well no shit show lock two and a half goals right um ranked first at home improving against brighton away but brighton's away for uh defensive not too bad 3.3 but it's just liverpool are so good i think that's the reason why i'm pretty bullish of it uh, despite what we said about the NXG. Um, I'll tell you what I want to talk about, boys. I want to talk about Liverpool's defence. Um, Liverpool, apparently, have got a 55% chance of a clean sheet against Brighton. Now, I sh I'm shocked at that, because uh, Liverpool only rank 11th on my defence fixture difficulty of 3.2. But look at that 1.8 there, that green minus 1.8. Crazy. That is the Van Dykes thing. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, sorry. That's the Van Dyke. That's the Van Dyke factor. Um, because the obviously the matchup, the fixture difficulty takes into account 2020 21 season as well. And of course he wasn't playing then. So that minus 1.8 is very much to do with this season. So if you then look at it in real terms and you think well the matchup actually isn't too it's not great but then if you realistically look at it then you say well actually um it's a far better it's a far better rank defensively for liverpool if you i'm too hot if you um if you consider the more up-to-date sort of numbers so that's the thing about fixture difficulty guys if you when you look at these things you have to look at it in context right so there's recency bias with that number because there's not much data but you could argue that brighton you know brighton's got a next year of 0.93 so it suggests brighton might get something but i think they probably won't what what's your perspective Surya? scores wise here i think it should be a 2-0 or 3-0 to liverpool uh yeah that's what I, that's how i see this game going because i don't see brighton scoring away from home against liverpool at anfield uh yeah. at the same time i think they should hold their structure uh brighton at the back so <coughs> should be a very high scoring they shouldn't let goals flow for free but then yeah it should be comfortable at least go, salah should at least get a goal uh that should be the bare minimum i, I that's what i see yeah, I'm not sure I see a monster. I, I'm not sure I see a monster haul from Salah this week. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he don't if he doesn't get more than one return. Yeah. So, uh, no crackers, all sorts. Of, so now, that you, uh, Andy, are you tired? Somebody's saying you're tired in the uh, in the show. Am I tired? No, I'm 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 good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm wide so, awake. Okay. Did I get your scores? I can't remember. I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to cool down from wearing this damn mask. Yeah, it's like every every time you take off that mask, uh, you're 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 looking uh, more tired and tired. Uh, yeah, well, I'm bloody boiling up. That's why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, did we get the scores, please? What did you? What did you? Uh, I think I, you know I'm gonna go a little weird here and go two one Liverpool um, because Brighton has that kind of 20 30 minute cameo of just you know. Good, good football. So I could see a goal coming for Brighton. 
Sorry. I think probably it's a 2-0 to Liverpool. Right, yeah, you said 2-0. I, I, look, I'm probably with you, sorry, but I'm going to go for 3-0. I'm going to be brave. And I'm going to go for the whole of the week right, here. Yeah. And that has to be Trent, right? Um, I, I genuinely think if, if, if you don't own him, you might need a big sofa this week. Would you, you, cap, would you ever consider captaining him? Not this week. Yeah. Not with that number. I, I would again. I would for another number, perhaps. But no, not I wouldn't do it. No, not at the moment. I permacat Salas. It's just a waste of even a conversation, really. But you know, on another week, on another another time, yeah. I mean, I've, I would consider captain him, but you'd have to be very confident of that clean sheet because you know Trent's numbers there. They're, they're okay, but his xG is only point one two per ninety this year. Um, his xA is point four five. Big chances per 90.75 and is involved in one roughly one in five of all goals. So his numbers are all right, but I wouldn't say they're amazing, Surya. Would you agree? Yeah, I think it's not captain worthy at least. And considering how good Salah is at the moment, uh, no. But then I think he's an absolutely must own uh, in, in FPL. I think apart from Salah, he's the, other one, the only other player I think. You should nail on having because uh, he just showed what he's capable of against uh, United. I think he's, he's, he's really good in terms of attack. Uh, he's going to get you those double digit hauls very pretty often. So those nine, ten points is going to keep flowing. Uh, captain wise, considering how good Salah is at the moment, I don't think so. But he's an essential in in any likelihood. Yeah, I think you know the thing is is I when I wildcarded, I took Trent out because he was injured. But I had the money to bring him back in. Um, so, you know, again, brought him back in straight away, pretty much straight away return. So, yeah, I, I, I think he's bordering essential, quite frankly. And I think particularly when you look at that fixture difficulty, which has surprised me about Liverpool, to be honest with you, uh, with the respect to defence, um, I think it gives me a lot more confidence going forwards, actually. Um, all right. So, anyway, so the whole of the week this week is going to be Trent. Um We've not done very well with that one so far. Um, <laughs> predicted two and a half goals. Now, now, don't fall off your chairs, boys. But I've actually gone for a bit of a left field one here. I've gone for Southampton. I think it's about time. Two and a half goals or more. Um, our friends, those in the know, don't like it. 17%. But Watford's bottom for defence at home. And Southampton are sixth away in my fixture difficulty at 3.4. Far's pretty statistics, static, so it's not changing much. Suggests Southampton get some chances down the middle. But I'll tell you why it's pricked my ears up. And um, Gabe's net XG, 2.29. Hmm. Now, if that understates, as I expect it to understate at the moment, which is what my correlation is telling me so far, 2.29 could easily suggest three goals. So, um, what's your perspective? Is this, uh, you know, is Ranieri going to tighten things up? We'll have conceded seven goals in two games, right? Andy? I think, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Andy. Andy first. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like your thinking here. And especially when we were at that slide with the uh, uh, Gabe ne net XG from 10 to 13, uh, we saw, I think the number is 1.7. Um, so I think it's a good, really good time to own a, a Borgia, for example. And I know a lot of people are really 
you know, strong on Armstrong. It's very unfortunate what happened. It, it was a good pick in the in wild card, I think eight. Um, but I, I I like that Borja pick right now. I just don't know how I can get there with Huang already in my team. But um, certainly, I, I agree with you here. Well, the gentleman at the bottom of this screen here, I'm looking at. I remember when for Christmas <laughs> last year. So what I want to know is, are you going for Broa? Broja or whatever his flavor. How do you pronounce is. it, by the way? Broya. Is it Broya? Broya. Let's say Broya. Sorry, are you going for him? I no, actually, I have. <laughs> I should oh, take the out probably. Yeah, I think that's a foolish move. <laughs> 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 because Antonio's fairly nail, I think he's scoring often, and uh, I, I have no no idea of taking him out. Him uh, and too, I think he has a good link up with uh, Huang. Uh, I don't. I would hold him at least for this week. So uh, I, I I wouldn't have Roger this week, but then I really like what I've seen from him as well as Southampton as a unit when he's playing. Um, so I think I have seen Ranieri quite a lot uh, over his time in Premier League. I think with Leicester, with uh, Fulham, and he's when he was back again, he's not known to be defensively tight. He, he he's kind of more of a let go manager. There are going to be a lot of pockets of spaces for. Uh, Rojia to uh, capitalize on. I think it's a very good matchup this week at least. So, uh, and he didn't play because he was ineligible in the midweek uh, against this parent club. So, I think uh, if if that was a striker option to be called on for this week, I think he's, he's the one, in my opinion. Yeah. Fair enough. Nice call. I like it. Um, the last, uh, what was your predictions then for this one, guys? I think that I'll look at my phone. I have 1 0 Southampton. Oh, heck. <laughs> I had two to uh, what for all this big talking up, talking up this player, and then you go because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have him in my team. I don't have him in my team. Yeah, yeah one nil. No, I can't believe it. Right, anyway, I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna have my fun. I, I reckon. <laughs> as much as I said about Bamiga earlier on, I had this hidden. Uh, uh, this was in the slide deck which you saw um look i just benched smith rowe um second on my bench this last week and of course he didn't come off the bench first did second didn't 13 points down the pan um he's still going to be second on my bench this week uh, arsenal have 13 percent chance of two and a half goals or more Leicester have a 29% chance of a clean sheet, and I think that's maybe a little bit low by what I'm looking at, given the matchup there. So Leicester ranked ninth at 3.1, but Arsenal's attack is 19th at 4.5. Tellingly, look how red it is with respect to the, uh, the VAR. Um, they've pretty much gone off a cliff. If you look at the bottom there, and that explains it, look, if you, there's the... the information there. Arsenal, 3.5 for the full season 2021. 3.6 towards the end, the last six games, and now six. So their away from home record is their away from home performance, I'm afraid, is not looking that good. And if you look at the matchup based on the recent stats, it's minus 3.1. Wow, six. Mm. Uh, can I'm I, gonna can go, I ask sorry, I'm going to go with a clean sheet, and I reckon I, I might be. Uh, you know, I've got a funny feeling about this one. I've got a feeling in me water, Surya. Are you you fancy goals? You think it's not gonna you you're gonna go against me, aren't you? What's your score? What are you predicting? 
I was, I was, I was actually no. Uh, from my perspective, uh, I know it's very foolish to say uh, players performing well against a particular team in the past will will essentially lead to goals in the future. But Vardy loves playing Arsenal. He's he's always scored against them. He 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 loves playing against Arsenal. So that's one factor. I feel that's goals and. uh yeah of course the data says otherwise but leicester don't look cohesive as a defensive unit this season they uh, there's been little space uh, here and there even in the europe uh, european games they aren't nowhere anywhere near a clean sheet uh, in in most of the cases so i might i still stick with my heart and say this is going to be uh, a goal for both sides it's not going to be uh, a clean sheet uh, either ways yeah Uh, you might be right, but all that number, I can't resist it. I, yeah, I can't totally. resist it with the number. You know, that's the way I am really when I'm predicting things. Um, Andy, um, I mean Leicester. I'm just reading the chat. They've only kept one clean sheet all season. Am I am I being a bit hopeful here? Yeah, I, I didn't uh, I didn't see these stats before I made my prediction, and I'm going to stick to my prediction and go three one Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you never yeah, know. I see goals in this game. Mm. You ne- you never know. Well, I mean, look, I mean, mm-hmm. Arsenal have not been doing particularly well defensively away from home, and it wouldn't be. It's, I don't know. I mean, the issue is, I would, if Vardy's playing, then I, I would be very happy with three-one because I would expect. Oh, this is all dependent on Vardy playing. Sorry, if he's uh, playing. Well, mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about that because I think the mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, Iniacho and Dak look. They look, look good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They look okay, and they they certainly offer something different, right? Um, is Iniacho a viable alternative to Jamie Vardy, Surya? Uh, at the moment, no, because at the moment, it's definitely no. If, if it was, uh, uh, I think last season it was a different case. Uh, Iniacho being the more fancier option than Vardy, but. This season, it has to be Vardy definitely because uh, Rodgers has absolutely, absolutely spoiled Iniesta uh, to a case wherein he starts him, he drops him, he doesn't play, he plays. He's more of an inconsistent pick, and that has a say on his performance as well. He's 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 rusty a bit more than what he was last season. So, uh, if it was for me, it should be definitely Vardy. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting perspective because you know what, I'm really interested in him. <laughs> we never agree uh, in terms of no things. we don't do we but this is why i enjoy you coming on the show because we quite <laughs> often have some quite big debates i mean look for me what's his price seven point is it what is he is he seven and a half or yeah it's quite expensive yeah so but i mean you know i, I just think potentially if again you know he, it's a quite a nice little price if he is nailed seven you know, that's That's the thing. That's at seven, right? Nice price if he's nailed. Um, okay. Anyway, let's move on because I want to look at the uh, the last game on match of the day this week, which is Burnley against Brentford. It's going to be a nil-nil draw, boys. There we go. That's my prediction. One-one. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Burnley are ranked fourth at home for defence, two point seven, right? Brentford are ranked second away from home for defence at two point four. This is a prime example of a cancel out. And I've, my notes say nil nil draw, and now just at the bottom it says Raya. So, could we be in a 
are we expecting a relatively low scoring game? This strikes me again of, I mean, obviously, clearly Brentford are not a Norwich. Um, they are going to create something. If um, our friend Mr. M is out, is that going to affect Tony Surya? Is that going to is that going to curtail his opportunities somewhat, or do you think it's going to benefit him? Yeah, I think that was a beautiful stat that was posted. Uh, the chances created for uh, by Tony in the case of uh, Mbomo being on the pitch and off the pitch, and there seems to be a clear uh, difference in terms of his attacking output uh, when Mbomo is not on the pitch. So it slightly concerned me because I really wanted Tony in uh, this week, and it slightly put me off. Uh, uh, to be honest, and these stats still say me that it's going to be a zero-zero, or probably someone sneaking a goal somewhere from a set piece, like Burnley always used to do. Uh, but I also want to point out this factor of Maxwell Cornet because uh, he was absolutely eye-catching the other day against Southampton. He actually single-handedly uh, helped them draw the game uh, last week, uh, and he was actually sub subbed off at 78. But uh, he's an exciting uh, factor because. Uh, he plays a different brand of football uh, compared to the rest of the Burnley 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I was going to say compared to the rest of Burnley. I think that's yeah. the same. I, I just said yeah. rest of Burnley, yeah. Because he is uh, he's, he's vastly a very experienced player, too. Uh, I actually have uh, have him on my side as a differential because uh, Burnley's fixtures, too, look really good. Uh, uh, going forward, so you never know. <laughs> the, uh, Sean Dyche could uh, make them play like a different team altogether. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to closely watch how Cornet plays against an organized defense like Brentford and take a call on it. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see how this comes out. But as I said, I think this could be very low scoring. I've just got yep. that funny feeling. This suggests that there's two pretty strong defenses there. Now, is Raya being missing? Is that going to cause? I mean, Gabe's been very vocal about the effects of Raya on uh, the the distribution of Raya for Burn for uh, for Brentford. You know, is that going to really hurt them? It's it's it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Uh, you know, a bit tongue in cheek, but you know, I always go for the game, the lowest score, scoring game of the week, and call it the match of the day, the last on match of the day. Um, Andy, what's your perspective of this? Am I putting you off your Brentford sort of? Four A's. No, no, I think it's going to be a KG game. I think it's going to be 1 1. And reading the comments, it looks like uh, the Mbumo news is coming out very, very soon. Um, so possibly he'll be back for, for this game week. But I do agree with uh, Surya here. Um, I, I think they work in tandem and, and you you need one uh, to be successful with the other in, in many ways. And I, you know, I don't want to get into too much details, but. Uh, I really like to study tactics a lot. And uh, the way Brentford attacks, there's three defining ways. And one of the, all three of the ways in which they attack, uh, it involves both Mbuemo and uh, Tony. So uh, I think the, the, him missing is going to be a big factor here, um, especially for uh, Brentford. And I do yeah. agree with Raya too. Raya is very important in the buildup. Uh, he's an amazing player. So... Uh, I'm very interested to see how Brentford's defense is going to be affected in the next couple months. I think it will be interesting to see how this one plays out. I mean, as I say, I would have been fairly confident of a Brentford clean sheet. I think uh, had Raya been playing, I say I've gone for nil-nil, but I might be wrong. But anyway, let's see. So um, you went for low scoring, did you? Did you go for yeah, low scoring for me? One-one. Mm -hmm. 
one one yeah, one nil right okay one, one, so maybe if you don't have tony do you need him this week boys yes for me yes still need him even with that even with that matchup yeah i think with i would disagree with andy because uh the matchup and raya missing and of course mbmo being uncertain has kind of put me off uh to need at the moment because the distribution is not going to be there that uh, partnership is not going to be there so i think i could survive uh, and with burnley's number being really good i think at least i can survive with tony for a week so that is what uh, i feel i think it's kind of put me off i i, I agree I agree. I think it's a smart move to hold off for one week. The reason why I say this is because I'm thinking long term, and also it's oh, no. like the, uh, it's like Obama yeah. Yang, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the Obama Yang where uh, Tony's going to be the talisman. He's going to be on penalties. Everything's going to run through him. So when you're the main guy in the main team, no matter how many chances you create, uh, randomness is always going to favor you. So I just think that Tony has always a chance to to score more than one two one two goals. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, I love him. I think he's a great pick and he'll be in my, certainly in my team next week. Um, you know, I'm just thinking, do I, you know, like I say, Vardy, what's the point of moving Vardy out against when he's playing Arsenal, when he's playing Arsenal, right? So, so no, I'll probably, if, if Vardy's going to be fit, then I'm not, I'm probably going to stick with Vardy. I think it, I could just see me taking Vardy out and bring Tony in and then, Vardy goes and gets a couple against Arsenal. Just my luck. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's the matchups. So we finished the matchups for today. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play Surya's advert, which is uh, getting famous. It's famous, Surya, you know. But so are you, because you won an award. Oh, well, you come third anyway, didn't you? Crazy. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Uh, I don't like this kind of branding with India. I think it's, it's been quite a journey and... Uh... I don't like taking all the limelight because it's 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 the work of so many people uh, coming together and uh, putting something. It's it's all for free. That that's how we do it. It's, uh, we all like FPL. We all like to write. We all like to analyze, and uh, none of any part of all what FPL is paid or not restricted. So uh, it's it's just love for FPL that kept growing, 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 and it's uh, has gotten us an award. So it's it's quite a good thing. Yeah, I'm so pr- I'm so pleased for you, mate. You guys work so hard. And the website is absolutely amazing. So anyway, without further ado, I'm going to say, what are you waiting for? And I'm going to play this uh, this advert and I'm going to have a drink. Are you craving more FPL content? Then look no further than allaboutfpl.com. Head over there for weekly articles from some of the top content creators on the planet. So what are you waiting for? Head over to allaboutfpl.com, the website for all your FPL needs. There we go. What are you waiting for, Surya? Um, so, no, uh, really pleased. And, uh, yeah, many congratulations to the entire team. Uh, we're proud of you. We are proud of you. Okay, right. It's time to look at the algo. How did we do last week? 102 points, boys. That's not that's bad. Crazy. 10 players. <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't even get 11 players out. It got 102 with 10 players. Of course, it had Salah as captain. It had Yotta, it had Trent, it had Rudiger, it had Livermento, it had Wang. It did all right. It did pretty well. 
and it's doing all right overall. There's only been we missed one week because I was away um, in Germany, I'm afraid. But um, yeah, I mean, short of I think just quickly looking down, I think there's only one week we've actually been below the average. So we're not doing too badly. It is a bit of a free hit side all, all at the end of the day, so it's only a bit of fun. But it does at least point us in the right direction of who might be interesting assets this week. So who are the interesting assets for this week and who has the algo gone with? So, believe it or not, Cancelo tops the algorithm. Shock horror. Um, the reason he tops it is because of the fixture is just so good. Um, you can see that with the fixture difficulty, 124.1 against Salah, 116.8. It's gone for a 3-5-2 this week, guys. Nice. Um, it's gone for Poping Goal. Mm, it's gone for Cancelo, Trent, Livramento, cross midfield, Salah, Grealish, Yotta, Kovacic and Ward-Prowse. If he's fit, oh, he's, he's not suspended now, is he? I think he's all right. And uh, Jesus and Liverman, uh, Jesus and Antonio up front, and on the bench, Tarkovsky, Pinnock, and Rodrigo. There we go. So that's what it's picked. What do you reckon? Any any interesting little choices in there which could be worthy of a uh, a little punt, as we yeah, say? Yeah, I really like about that word. I really like that Kovacic pick, actually. Um, just based off the eye test, he was really, really good in that last game uh, against Norwich. Again, granted, it was Norwich, but it seems like Kovacic is right up there with the points this year, right, um, Surya? Yeah, I think he's the highest scoring Chelsea player. So that's yeah, it's crazy. I like Kovacic. Mm. One for the casuals, yeah. I'll tell you who jumped out at me, and I was quite surprised he appeared, but Ward Prowse. Hmm. I was a bit. I was a bit surprised. Not not seeing yeah, anything. The, the thing is, Southern alone scored that much for you to consider uh, someone like Watt Pros. I think if you wanted, just go for Broja because he's he's the one who's more likely to score. Uh, but I'm not saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go for him. I'm saying it's just an interesting option. The fact yeah, it's an interesting that you threw him out, right? Because I don't know who, the, who this thing's going to throw out. Quite frankly, it's quite interesting. But yeah, it really likes Cancelo. It really likes Jesus. It prefers it Grealish. The only reason it prefers Grealish to Foden is because of Foden's rotation. That's it. Yeah. And it, and then if you look at it, probably the other way around. I'm going to come onto the captaincy metric in a minute, and then you'll see what it really, how the captaincy metric, I think just from memory, just flicks that. So we'll see how that changes. But the captaincy metrics can be boring, of course, because I think we all know who's going to be the captain this week. But anyway, let's keep going. Um, how are we doing with the captaincy metric? Well, we're recovering. We're not quite at the level of Surya's captaincy metric, though. It's I'm, I've got to catch it. I keep I keep seeing these tweets saying you keep getting it right every week, Surya. But we're on the way. That's all it's good connection. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not that sophisticated as. The halls uh, met uh, met rate, but then yeah, it does the job. Yeah, I'll tell you what is interesting. That's I, I mean, uh, you know, I'm very interested in this. Look at the halls there. The halls for captaincy this year are insane, aren't they? Yeah, hmm. I think everything is on. Uh, that that's only one sala that has in ten to twenty range. Everything else has been above twenty. Uh, if if there was a hall, yeah, yeah. So that's absolutely. Yeah. Absolute madness. 
But yeah, I mean, as I say, you know, again, there we go. Mo Salah, um, just so clinical. But we're on 176 points now, averaging 19.6. And we've got six out of nine. So what's that? 66.66%. So anyway, so we're on the way. Uh, we've got a bit, we've got to go a bit to get to 80%, but I'm confident we will. Um, who did the captaincy community? Oh, Chris, I got to point something out. What? Uh, FPL Banger's comment just now is going to piss you off. Well, that's all right. I'll read it in a minute. Um, okay. What's he said? Where is he? Banger. Love I'm it. Very- oh, <laughs> what am I going to do with you, Siva? And that's it. I'm not answering your question. Um, okay. <laughs> Captain Simpol. Uh, Salah, 85%, boys. Next. Um, Surya, here's a little poll for you. What Salah's EO going to be this week? Oh, sorry, I didn't get you. Salah? Salah's EO. What do you reckon? <laughs> I am not going anyone else other than Salah. I, it's, no, no. I'm what's his EO? What do you think his expected EO, ownership okay. will be? Uh, I think it should be bare minimum 180 or 185. Uh, bad because he was <laughs> 160, 160 last week. That was against uh, Man United. I, I think... See, uh, the thing is, a lot of people will be pumped to triple captain him as well this week. So that's going to boost the year further. So I, I wouldn't sur- I wouldn't be surprised if it touches 200 too. Because uh, <laughs> the highest it has seen is 214 for Kane in that double game week. Barney uh, yeah. would go injured in the first game. Uh, so I wouldn't doubt at all if he touches 190 or 185. So no. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about, there's a, a question later on, I think, from Ryan. It's analyzing FPL and he talks about how to recover from a bad game week and i think that might be a really interesting question when we're in the position captaining when salah is just so highly owned uh, i think that'll be a very interesting discussion we're going to have time as well because we're doing really well for time actually here's the captaincy metric i can't be bothered to play the music for it this week um salah well what a surprise <laughs> um 42 percent. wow yeah, it's ridiculous. Hall rate, 42%. Five wow. balls in the last 12. Ten cases of single returns in the last 12. 83% return ratio. You know, decent fixture. Smashes everybody else out of the park. Yezu second. Uh, two holes, seven, uh, 58% returns. Better fixtures, poorer form. Distant third. Uh, and Mane third, the forgotten man. But he's got nine returns in twelves, guys. But <laughs> anyone who, anyone who, I mean, quite honestly, you know, I, sometimes I, I know it can be boring, but sometimes I like to not have to think about captaincy, and this is one of those weeks where I don't think you have to think about captaincy. What do you reckon? See, there is absolutely no reason for you to go against Salah because uh, <coughs> he's more likely to haul, which is going to get you points. And if you don't do it, and it's going to be causing you massive problems because at 190% EO, it's it's like you don't own him at all because uh, uh, there's no point having him and not captaining him. And uh, it's sometimes okay to go with the herd. Uh, you will have to have that herd mentality uh, once in a while. And it's, it's the classic case. I think you could do so much more... Uh, Outside of captaincy in FPL, and I think this this one of those weeks that, and you can do that. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, if people are interested in Manchester City, the order would be Jesus, De Bruyne, Foden, Grealish would be the order of what it's suggesting. Um, so, um, again, I think Jesus was rested, wasn't he, yesterday? I, th I think he only came on late. So, uh, he's an interesting option, but I wouldn't captain him. But I don't think you need to captain these players. You just need to own them, right? Yeah, that's 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 fair enough because they are really less owned, and having them is in itself a very big uh, differential. You don't have to. What do you say? Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, right. Definitely. Anyway, so we won't have to worry about the captaincy, but we can get straight through the captaincy because, quite frankly, it's boring. Um, it's really boring. So we're going to move on to the haulers' corner. We've got six questions this week, but the good thing is we're going to have a little bit of time to actually do them. Hopefully, we can hear them this week. <laughs> but anyway, I've checked the sound and it sounded fine earlier. So I just hope it sounds fine today. So the first one is from Mike Mahoney. That that hall question of the week. Any leads assets to take a one week punt on against Norris this week? Thinking possibly Rodrigo if Vardy's out. There we go. Who wants this one? Andy. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I like the Rodrigo pick, but I'm gonna go with a little bit more differential in uh, Joe. I think his name is Jerhart. 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 Yeah. yeah. I know you're laughing. I know you're laughing. This is totally based on whether he starts or not, but I have a good gut feeling he's gonna start. And in that second half, I was watching that game because of Huang. He was amazing. Like uh, I don't think people understand. Like uh, this this kid was on fire that second half, and he could have got a goal. He got that penalty. Um, you know, he's full of confidence, really fast. Um, you know, just really attacking and and at four point five. But again, you know, how can you bring him into your team with long term plans? Uh, he, he could be a good, you know, third forward bench member. Um, but regardless of, uh, you know, long term plans, short term plans, if you were to take a punt, I think he'd be a very interesting pick this week. Yeah, I think I agree with Andy. I wrote him as well in the differential blog. I think. Uh, uh, the stats too says he came on and he had the most touches in the penalty box against uh, uh, last week when, when he played. I, and uh, that was after the fact that he played just 28 minutes. He's fast, he's direct. I, I really loved him uh, uh, from the bits that I saw that the other day. Uh, it's a bit, say, maybe you own Broja. I think now there's news that Broja is out probably once you got him last week. If you have to take a one week punt and probably want someone like Son in the future in game week 12, where you need to make some funds. I think it's a, it's a very, very good punt. And Bales has kind of manager who, who thinks if the player is ready, he starts them. I think uh, maybe he may cheekily get a start. Uh, but I, as Andy said, I really, really liked him. Uh, the other nice. Yeah. That's a decent shout. I think the only thing is, is, you know, how long is it going to be before Bamford's back? Um, because then he'll just he'll probably just rot then, probably on the bench and for for a significant period of time, and then you have to do some surgery to change it around, right? Yeah, yeah, Chris. And to add to that, it's just really interesting the fact that they were able to turn it around in the second half. It just goes to show that sometimes simple football is all you need, and they're just missing that striker in Bamford right now. So, yeah, hard came in and filled in that spot really well. They're really struggling with injuries this season, aren't they? They're not having the yeah. they're not having the rubber yeah. the green. Yeah. Uh, I've said this already. They, they remind me a little bit of Sheffield United, I'm afraid. I've seen similar. I saw this last year with Sheffield United. They didn't have any luck with injuries whatsoever. And, of course, they had binary Brewster, who's rubbish. But anyway, there we go. <laughs> I just <laughs> counted seconds when you make the statement. Bring yeah. him up. Bring, 
bring Brian Binary Brewster back up. Well, just a you know shout out to him. Right, okay, FPL Swang next. Hello everyone, Nathan Hall, FPL Swing here. Last week I captain Kai Harvard. Did not go well. And now I have uh, Raya. He's injured for like five months. So what should I do now? I have Foster as my second keeper, but his fixtures after this game is terrible. So who should I bring in to replace Raya? Thank you, everyone. Well, there we go. So poor old Swang's not having much fun, not having much luck at the moment, is he? Um, Raya, Raya replacements, guys. Um, please don't say Ramsdale. <laughs> Look, I'm going to answer this one. I think you're not going to spend an awful lot of money on a goalkeeper. The obvious choice now, taking Ramsdale out the equation, is you go back to Mr. 26262, which is Sanchez. What about you? I think it's going to be Sanchez for me as well because... Uh, after Liverpool, they have a pretty decent run of fixtures. I think it's Newcastle, Villa, Leeds, uh, West Ham, and then Southampton. I think it looks fairly decent. And I, I said this at the earlier of the show as well. Uh, if not for the clean sheet potential, he's going to get you some uh, uh, save points and bonuses there. And it's really not worthy to look beyond that because that's Jose Sa, because the, they are all are 5 million options. And the other 4.5 Rams fail, I don't even want to. Begin. No, begin. No, yeah, I begin. mean, it's not that. So, I think I mean, it's like, better. Yeah, Foster's better. not an option, is he? Foster's not an option. So, no, I mean, I think you're looking at Sanchez. I mean, look, I'm absolutely, I'm that makes my piss boil that I took Sanchez out and went for Ramsdale. Right? Absolutely, just destroy. What a what a stupid choice. What a stupid um, choice on my it, side too. Yep. Stupid. Anyway, there we go. Right, okay, next question. Uh, so we've got uh, one of your friends, I think, Andy. But I'm actually yep. also going to play another question straight after it. So for us Ronaldo believers who still believe he is Il Comandante, is he still relevant? What's his deal? Are we waiting for United? Or will he produce regardless? And also, when will Kevin De Bruyne be back? The guy has been a mystery this year. So what do you guys think about that? Okay, so there's that question. Hi guys, great to see you all on Net That Hall today. I've got a question for you. I've got a 12.5 million problem called Cristiano Ronaldo. Doesn't score, doesn't take pens, can't take a free kick. Playing for the, probably the worst team on form right now. Help me. Do I go down to Broja, Huang, Jimenez? Do I go up to Aubameyang, Kane, Vardy? I honestly don't know. So I've got Tonio, I've got Tony, but I need a Ronaldo replacement. Help me out. Cheers, guys. <laughs> so, anyway, let's start with the KDB question. Um, I have to say, I had a little look at KDB as to whether I could work him in, and then I very quickly changed my mind. <laughs> I think he's too expensive, to, uh, given the fact that you always look at who else is available in that team at different price points. You just look and you go, well... Foden's pretty obvious, and maybe even Jesus uh, might be a reasonable option as well. Um, what do you think of KDB? Is, any, is there any love for KDB in the room? Or are, is he a, a pretty expensive 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, novelty. Novelty. Um, Chris, so actually, that was my uh, friend Kevin. He's my college roommate. So shout there out. There we go. Thank you. He uh, never told me who he was. So anyway, yeah, yeah, he's my he's one of my best friends in in real life. So uh, shout out Kevin. But um, yeah, I actually want to direct this to Surya because uh, I think that uh, Foden is more essential to the team this year than KDB. But uh, as a second viable uh, Man City asset, what do you think about Bernardo Silva? Yeah, I think. I, I, would, I would like to answer this in two parts. KDB as an FPL asset, I think it's a no-show definitely because uh, pretty much you save 40% of that in Foden and Foden plays far ahead of him uh, on the pitch. Uh, I think KDB, I don't know what happened really uh, after that beautiful season. I think post-lockdown, he was really good. I think last 15 months he's not been that great. Uh, first things first, yeah, I don't, I don't see that change for KDB. Uh, for some time moving forward at least because he needs games and he's not getting streak of games he's being benched he's being rotated i think too much of uh, pep roulette for him i think i really like the concept of bernardo silva because and if you if you are a player that spreads out the money and have a bench that could uh, easily hold one of foden and uh, one of foden or bernardo silva being benched i think that's that's fair enough a good idea because anyways in that 5.5 to 7 million mark you don't have that great of options. MBMO is not retained. Uh, Bendrama, I think he's he's dead and buried for a long time. Uh, I think, yeah, Mount, I don't know. It's just points chasing in my option. And uh, I think, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, you keep mentioning players. I'm going to wreck me set in a minute again. You know, I'm going to wreck me microphone in disgust. Um, uh, ben Rama, yeah, yeah, anyway, I, I still have him. I have so much, me too. I can't get him. rid of him. I can't find a way to get rid of him. I wish I could get rid of Ramsdale as well. I've got a few players I'd like to get rid of, I just can't. Um, okay, so Bernardo Silva, yeah, it's an interesting thought. Um, look, let's very quickly cover Ronaldo because we've already given uh, your friend uh, one good answer. So let's let's give him a let's give him a, a quick answer, but let's concentrate a little bit more on on uh on Siva's question. So he said he had Tony and Antonio, right? So he needs to replace Ronaldo. Who who would you consider? Andy? Uh, I, I actually, can, can Sura go first with the more conventional answer? And then I'm going to give a very differential answer. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to suggest Shiva to take uh, Vardy, but then I don't think he'll do it wearing an Arsenal <laughs> shirt. <laughs> No, I doubt it. No, no. That would have been hilarious. That's, we should get him on the show and tell him Vardy. Yeah. yeah. But, he, he, might want to borrow, he might want to borrow this outfit if, he, if we go with Vardy. Um, no, seriously, uh, sorry, any any ideas, any thoughts? He hasn't got... I think Jimenez still has some reasonable fixtures. But Sorry, I didn't Who asked Jimenez still has some reasonable fixtures coming forward, doesn't he? They're not terrible. He's not terrible, but they're not... Sold on uh, no. I think you'll probably go Huang and save money, uh, probably to appear on midfield. Uh, I think the safest, most sensible option would be Vardy if he's, if he's of course, fit. I think he's obviously fit. Kane, I'm not sure he was off, he's, he's off color too much last time, uh, in, in spite of playing Newcastle. I'm not convinced. Uh, that leaves you short. I think it's Vardy or first, yeah. Uh, Come on, then, Andy. I know what you're gonna say. 
Yeah, this is because I have him in my team and I'm regretting the crap out of it. And uh, it's Harry Kane. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm absolutely screwed because I was so convinced on this Spurs double up. And he was so bad this last game. And yesterday in the Carabao Cup, he was awful. Like half a step slow, just like no spirit, not in it. Super like you know, just not convincing. And the reason I brought him in is because I, I wanted to save that premium striker slot so that I can easily move to Ronaldo in game week 15. So again, looking long-term, but did not consider the amount of game weeks we have till game week 15. So I'm screwed. Mm. I mean, look, I still think that Son's the best option. For, yeah, for sure. For it's sure. cheaper. It's cheaper. Mm. You know, you're going to virtually perma-captain Salah. So Son's your, Son has to be your option. No doubt, no doubt. And and I think I'm convinced that if this Man United game doesn't go to plan, I'm just going to downgrade Kane and go to Sun. Mm. Fair enough. Instead Fair of enough. the double up. I think that's quite reasonable. Okay, we've now got a question about from FPL Teacher. Um, it's um, I'll play it, but we're going to answer it really fast, lads, because I want to take some questions from the... Uh, from my the, name uh, is FPL Teacher, and I would like to ask in my 30 seconds, what would be your ideal team that has three Chelsea players, three Liverpool players, and three Man City players. If you've made it, do you like it, and would you roll with it for the next four weeks? Also, how would you distinguish whose content creator's advice you should follow versus what you should filter out for your own team? Right, well, <laughs> um, the, the triple triple, as I wrote it down in my notes, um, I think the issue is, yeah, um, look, I've written down. I'll tell you what I've written down. You can see if you agree with me or disagree with me. I've gone Chilwell, Rudiger, and possibly Chalabar because he's cheap. And I think we might need a cheap option if we're trying to put nine of these players in. Uh, Cancelo, Diaz and Foden and Mo, Yotta and Trent. Would you do anything different? I think I think this should be because... Probably Lukaku, if you bring in someone like Lukaku or Mount, I think that's going to put a massive hole in the budget. I think, yeah, uh, I think it looks good actually because eight of the eight, seven of the nine should should be guaranteed to start in, in any game week. So it doesn't look bad at all because these are the three bigger, three most informed teams in the league. So it, it's actually not bad. Yeah. No, I mean, there's three defenders, but I just thought, look, we're just with the rotation, you're going to get someone, right? And the thing yeah. is, <laughs> Probably need I, mean, look, I want to ask you the question about content creators and obviously we are content creators in, in a different manners right but you know how do you use a content creator uh surya how, how do you what you know do you do you use them how you know what's your thought process just literally one minute please so basically See, you, any content creator can make a player look good or bad. That's plain as simple as that. You can twist stats either way you want. You, you can sell a player or you can not sell a player. So at the end of the day, just taking the players, some amount of picks from the creators and then doing your own research, your own uh, feelings and how you feel about that particular player, that plays a major role before you uh, hit that transfer button. So at the end of the day, creators are here to just point you out at a particular trend or a particular... Uh, uh, set of players, and it's it's all about down to your research. Yeah, that's how I put it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, deliberate mistake. I think I've named six defenders in that team. 
that's fine because it's a stupid. <laughs> Let's put Mercy Mountain instead. Um, Swang's just put me right. That's it. I'm wearing my mask now. Um, can I? I'll just add one thing, and and I'll tell you what I would suggest people do. Make your own mind up, and then go to the content creator who you trust the most, and or the two or three content creators that you trust the most, and then see if they rubber stamp what you've said, what you've thought. Start your own process. Don't, and then you know if you're if you even if you don't agree with them, if you're convinced, you stick with your own plan. Play your own game is what I would say. Um, I don't always agree with every content creator by a long way. A I think one more thing I like point out people don't agree with me, but that's fine because all we do is it's thought process, right? We're just going to try and see, you know, we try and make it. We don't, I, I try not to, um, you know, I, I try not to manipulate something to, to fit a narrative. What I try to do is just give the numbers and let other people decide, you know, that's what I try and do anyway. Um, all right, last question. Um, Hey guys, it's Ryan from Analyzing FPL. Uh, I wanted to ask you, with how bad a lot of people got burnt last week, what are some advice and, and practices that people can put into their teams um, to rebound from such a tough game week? Or maybe they've had a series of bad game weeks uh, with all the injuries and sicknesses and everything else that's come up, um, bad form. You know, people are making really good decisions, but you know, it's not playing out very well this year, it feels like for many. So would love your guys' thoughts on, on kind of how people should proceed from here. Hey, well, yeah. Do you want to start? I'll tell you what, can I come to Andy first? I'd like, Andy, I'd like your perspective on this one, just first yeah. of all. I, I think it's a great question. And Ryan is a very, very nice guy on Twitter. And I think it relates to me this week, actually, because uh, last week I had a very, very differential team. And on Saturday I was sitting at, uh 30k from starting at 100k so i was really really happy with uh with, with this start and i didn't captain salah and so uh when i did that i my rank dropped like crazy to like 150k um and i'm, I'm not saying this rank but i'm just saying it to give perspective because it was a day of heaven and then you know hell right just emotional swing um and when you have a bad game week the natural tendency is to try to make up that rank loss but instead what i'm thinking now is okay like i learned my lesson i'm gonna stick to perma salah captain and chip away little by little and trust in the differentials i have um you know you, you cannot let football comes before fpl it should always come before fpl if you can somehow think that way it'll allow you to enjoy the game um, you should always try to think about why you started FPL. The reason I started FPL is because I wanted to beat my mini league and beat my college friends. You know, it, it's it's just uh, it's just the pure joy of beating six other guys that I you know you know want to beat every single week. So uh, do not let this uh, hang over you too much. Bad game weeks happen. It's it's a long marathon. Chip away one game week at a time, and uh, at the end of the day, you cannot control the results. You can just control right right decisions. And you're going to make bad decisions. Learn from it, and and don't be too aggressive with the with the next following week. Hmm. Fair, I think that's fair. Surya, um, I mean, my immediate perspective is don't force it. Yep. What would you? Is are you with me? Yeah, definitely. Because I've I've had a pretty rough start to the season as well, and when it is not going good, you shouldn't do anything more to aggravate that being getting worse. So I just 
take my mind off fpl because at the end of the day you played for fun you played for are you sure you you have an account talking about fpl and all of that uh, it's just to be uh, keeping it as a fun part not something that takes serious take it seriously and affect your uh, thought process and affect your days and uh, the week ahead so i just switch off completely to be honest and i have a bad week and then i just come back the next week friday or saturday uh, into my team of course i am not in a position to completely switch off at the moment but then yeah so i just don't look at my team at all for at least the next 5 days or 5 and a half days just get back uh, when you feel you are right when you feel you have the same mental space to look into your fpl team and i think that's a very very good uh, way of dealing it yeah uh, yeah i think that's that's very fair i think anything like that i think is the best way i mean you could do other things you could wear stupid masks and and, and, and just play stupid sounds and things like that which is what actually, actually i tend to do because I, i when things go wrong i just try i try to laugh sometimes it's hard you know but i my perspective is i had a long chat i was i think andy was on the same spaces as me in the week and someone was asking me you know oh i i i don't want a captain salary i went look mate with the greatest respect if you don't now you know with with the ownership that he's at and the way it's going to be you know the simplest thing to do rather than try and force it is probably go with the salary captain as andy said then chip away at the differentials around the side who to then give you those ranks you know you only i think the the example they gave was chris wood um you know chris wood at the end of last season you only need own him to get a big differential benteke you soria we only need own him right yeah correct i owned him you only yeah. needed to own him to get a, to get the to get the points you know um so yeah that's what i would say anyway so okay so that's the uh, that's the hauler's question and i think we had a few more so i'm sorry if we haven't got to you this week but you've got to get in quick because it's getting popular so uh yeah thank you very much um guys can you qu- quickly have a look through the chat for questions i'm just going to shout out a few hellos um and I, i can't go too far back so if i if i don't shout you i'm sorry we've got romanthan in we've got rich p we've got dread we've got mike halpin blunix 99 adip uh fpl rubber ducky squeak squeak is it or is it quack quack these days i'm not quite sure um nima's in hello nima fpl swing obviously we've seen uh, the sivering as well fpl masher a lot of good friends of the show in tonight uh nihal's in as well all oh, right who else have we got i'm flying down this list um chris i don't mean to interrupt you um yeah. but when you pick a question or when you, one of the guys commenting uh haulers i have a very special something to, uh prepared for net all right today. okay well we'll we'll, we'll, try, we'll try it anyway so let's try a question i'm just uh, i'm just going to shout out a couple more we've got sankat we've got uh who else i'm just flying up with what hordafi i think that's his name because he sent his name in to pronounce it i hope i pronounced it right my friend he sent us a he sent us an audio clip because we couldn't work out how to pronounce his name anyway um yeah who else have we got no oh, i think that's about it we've got 49 people on so it's lovely to see you all so cipher 993 as well so anyway guys um let's have a look at some questions have you seen any surya sorry uh, you want to question i think foden or chilwell who's the priority transfer in this game week who's that uh, from did you say banger banger yeah. from banger was it foden or chilwell yeah ooh that's an interesting one isn't it i think it's chilwell for me yeah 
Chilwell. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, the situation I've got is, quite honestly, I've already moved one of my Chelsea assets out. Now, am I, I going to move Aspilicueta out and go to Chilwell? Am I going to go sideways? I think if you have Alonso, then that the sideways makes sense. Otherwise, I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. No. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, okay, let me try and find some more questions then, and then we'll get you whatever your little... Uh, in fact, let's do it this way so that we can actually see what you're doing. Okay, so, I, I actually have a. I have it ready for... It's Banger's question, right? Which... Oh, this one, right. Okay, yeah, go on no then. One. You're answering yeah. the question, right? What have you... So first okay. of all, just for the podcasters, what on earth okay. do you have in Korea right okay, now? Okay, so I brought a fishing net, uh, fishing rod, <laughs> and... Uh, I've got some fish ready. And, what, what, uh, those, what the, the magnetic ones? Yeah, so here you go, Banger. And it says, uh, Foden, two goals and one assist. So it looks oh. like you're going to have to get Foden in. Oh, man. Uh, right, here's another one. Uh, views on Rudiger to chill well, boys. They want to take that one. Sorry, yeah. I think Rudiger starts, and I think it, it's a luxury move, I, I, I feel, because uh, I would still stick with Rudiger because you have you don't want to waste your transfer there. Uh, yeah, you, you might miss out on an attacking return, but then I would definitely roll and see uh, what's going to come in the next week. So I wouldn't do it personally. Have you got an answer for that one, Mr. I'm Fisher? Looking, I'm so, looking hard right now. <laughs> you, you've got to have some answers. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Chilwa as well here. Uh, uh, Breuer's an ankle injury and is out, boys. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he's confirmed out. Yeah, he's confirmed out. That falls that up then, doesn't it? Right. Okay. So that means that means Armstrong's gonna play. <laughs> All you. All you Armstrong. <laughs> I do have an answer, Chris. I do have an answer. It's a purple fish. Yeah, but you can't just. I mean, you, when you go fishing, right? Speaking as an ex-fisherman, you can't just no, dig no, through. Wow. And, the what's the answer? I can't read it from here. I've got my mask on. What's yeah, it say? I, I, the fish are very easy to pick. <laughs> it's all. We're all losing it. It's all going bloody completely bloody mad. Right, anyway, what else have we got? Any more questions? Any more questions? Uh, yes, I didn't know six defenders. Yes, um, right, hang on. Can it, oh, God, fucking <laughs> Your green screen, <laughs> can't see, bugger, can't see jack, shit, honestly. Um, right, okay. Um, hang on, what's this? Mariner with my with the mask, maybe the new cast member is a VIP in Squid Game. <laughs> what on earth do you want about? Did you watch Squid Games, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're one of it's, those uh, guys. Huh? It's like, it's uh, the way I would describe it, it's like FPL, isn't it? Red arrow, green arrow. <laughs> yeah. Here's another question. This is, an, oh, this is amazing, and that's not the wrong one. Here we go. Looking at your matchup for Southampton and Arsenal, would you play Livramento over Saka? Sorry, Ash. Livramento over Saka. I think... I think I'll start Liverpool or Saka. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the fish pick. It's the new. Never the cat pick. We've got the fish pick. You play. You do. You play. You play Sonal. You play Sonal. Though you play Liverpool. Did you say? I would. I, I would play Liverpool as well. Yeah. 
Me too, hundred mm. uh, percent. I just think I, I, I think actually, do we have we missed are we missing the point here of just the value that that player is, and also the owner. I mean, the ownership in, in around your rankings at the moment it destroys you. If, if it returns anything, it absolutely destroys you. Uh, Pavan Kane Brownhill to Tony Yotta for a minus four. We'll get Sun next week for Havertz. Sorry, Kane and Brownhill to Tony and Yotta. Yotta. I think I like Tony as a pick, but Kota, I am I'm not. Will he be benched? Uh, that's that's a risk for a hit, I would say. Uh, it doesn't look good. Something looks odd for me there. Andy, yeah. what's your thoughts? No, I, I, I got look. the I got the answer for this one. All oh, right, okay, come on, come on, fish pig. Here we go. Here we what go. Is, oh, we can't see it. You need to tell us. He's going to say Jota. Tony Hadrick. Tony. Oh. No. Right. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. Last one. No, it's okay. Well, actually, well, um, well Livermento apparently got an FBL banger is basically Luke Shaw if he was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here was, here's another question from Sankar here. Grealish or Mount slash Havertz already have Foden. Wouldn't go Grealish if you already have Foden. Mount or Havertz? I think Mount. Mount. I think Havertz. You never know, though. You know the people who own him. You're not going to sell him, are you? Are you you're not going to sell him. You can't yeah, sell him, can you? You cannot. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sell him. It could be this week. It might not be, as of course, but it could be. Um, I would keep him. Um, I think, but if I was bringing someone in, I don't know. I'd bring Havertz in. Yeah, Chris. The issue with Havertz is uh, he takes up all the attention as that uh, striker slot. So I, I just I prefer Mount. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Right. So I'm not sure if there's any more questions, but I think we're about done. So if that's the case, I think we're going to get out of here. Um, Andy, I want to ask you a question. If 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 we give you the captaincy choice, can you do the fish pick for oh, right the next now? few weeks on a video? No, 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 not oh, for this okay. week, for other weeks. Because we've, we've obviously, my wife's heavily pregnant. She would normally do the cat pick with, with the, Oliver the cat in somewhere okay. around here right now. But the situation is, of course, is that she can't do it at the moment. And also, okay, yeah, yeah. we got pinged with copyright a few weeks ago for the music, and I'm still, I'm still angry about it. So we haven't done it since. Um, so what we'll do, we might get if, if if you guys like it on in the in the chat, then uh, we we might well do this. I think we might get you a an MP4 uh, fish pick. I I also I also paid ten bucks for it, so I'd like to use it more than once. <laughs> does that mean you want to come on the show? Does that mean you want to I come paid, on the show I paid again? Ten bucks for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that means you want to come on the show again, right? Oh, yeah, I got to come out again for, uh, <laughs> to get my money's value. Get, get contact out, yeah. Raya to the backup goalkeeper. Would you do Raya to the backup goalkeeper if you had two free transfers? Well, I would certainly move. I would I, if you've got Raya. If you haven't got another keeper, you need to make a keeper transfer, right? I think two transfers, I think you can go for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dakar or Inacho, very quickly, boys. Inacho. Yeah, okay. Um, people like the fish pick, by the way. 
let's do right. fish picks. Right, fair enough. We've got fish picks coming on. Right, guys, I think that'll do. I think what we'll do is we'll knock it on the head right here. Um, Surya, thank you so much for coming on. It's been too long, but it's always been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure you coming on again. We got new, we got it, it bright yellow behind. It's like, is it like? It's clearly not daytime in India right now. It's a, it's a while, it's a while, it's a painting. It's a painting. <laughs> you've been up on the show that long, you've painted the wall in the meantime. So anyway, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Thank um, you, Andy, Andy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we love your stuff on Spaces, just like we love Surya is all about FPL. So do find the enablers not the, as I was rude to you the other week when I said it was the unablers. So no, it's the enablers show, isn't it? On on Twitter Spaces. Is there anything? Is there a particular time of day that you do, or a particular time that you do that, or is it just all the time? I think some exciting things uh, we have coming up. Again, I, I'm definitely not at the content uh, creation level that you guys are. I'm just getting started, and uh, I really just love it and enjoy um, you know being able to speak FPL, um, but. Uh, yeah, we're doing uh, you know two types of shows every week. One just reviewing the future game week, and then one with uh, some uh, top managers. Uh, but we have a very cool opportunity to work with uh, FF Scout and do spaces with them coming up. So watch out for that. Mm. Cool. All right, that's great. We'll look forward to that anyway. All I right, then, good. gentlemen. Um, what more to say? Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Um, so you'll find Andy at FPL underscore Sonaldo, right? Uh, Surya at all about FPL. I am FPL Mariner. We are net that whole. Please, if you haven't already liked this stream and so, if you haven't subscribed to us as well, do so right now. And apart from that, we are going to get out of here and we are going to say good night and we wish you green arrows this weekend. All the best, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks.